Welcome to the last Monday night football recording session of the 2020 NFL season. This is the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. It's George and Ben Brown. We're going to talk about week 17, some of the lines that are out there right now, which ones we like the best. We're both sitting here sweating Cole Beasley unders, which I feel is a really appropriate way to end the year 2020. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot at this point at halftime. Yeah, famous last words, but I don't know. I feel good. I feel like since we're both on the same page here, uh, I don't I don't see any way how it's going to end poorly for us at this point in time, but we'll see. We'll be talking again tomorrow morning, I guess, and maybe we'll be hurting, but I think we're going to be pretty well off at this you, point. We'll see. Anyone listening, if Josh Allen and Cole Beasley combined to go absolutely insane, it was nice knowing you all. I appreciate you guys hanging with us. And I uh, wish you a, a great rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's been fun while it lasts. I'll see you all in, in wherever the hell I end up. <laughs> the next side. All right. Uh, there's some interesting games this week. Not as many, obviously, as normal weeks because a lot of these games do not matter. Slash, people, It matters for one side and you know uh, teams are resting their starters. Like the Chiefs, for example, it appears as though the Steelers, uh, who are a seven-point underdog in Cleveland, are going to rest some people or at least not try very hard. Um, and then there are just a lot of teams that need to win versus really bad teams. So let's start with this game, which is one that could produce a division winner. And that is the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants, which I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying that. Um, Dallas right now is a two and a half point favorite on the road in New York. Have we gotten to the point where the Giants are being undervalued? Um, I don't think so, especially after, I mean, I might be buying into recent spicy just a little bit, but I do think the Cowboys looked, you know, not necessarily up to par with where they were at with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, but I do think it was definitely Andy Dalton's best game. Um, so I think if you're getting them at under a field goal, I would probably be buying into the Cowboys at this point in time. I'm just not willing to really back uh, Daniel Jones or anybody basically from the Giants offense side of the football. So um, I kind of lean towards the Cowboys. I do think we're probably going to get out to min- or to plus mm-hmm. three at this point. I think we're seeing some minus 120 in certain spots already. So um, if you can get it at two and a half, I don't mind the Cowboys uh, are you are you going to be buying into the Giants here? Look, I'm not going to buy into the Giants, but I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on buying into the Cowboys. Since week 10, they're a top 13 offense in EPA per play. The Giants are a bottom four offense. Uh, so you'll get no argument right. from me in terms of which is the right side. But this is a game that matters. It's not in prime time, obviously, but it matters a lot. The spotlight will be on them. They're the favorite. They're on the road. These are all things that mean Andy Dalton is going to do something horrific and stupid. (laughs) And the Philadelphia Eagles have a particularly terrible coverage unit, which, I mean, it busted busted too many times uh, on Sunday. And I just, you know, I think it'll be a lower scoring game. I think it'll come down to a few plays. The Cowboys are a team that I think could allow Daniel Jones to get some things going. So I agree with you. I, I don't want to pay you know the premium on two and a half, but I think it's I, I do agree with you that it's the right side. Um, right. Let's take a look at, at your team, your Minnesota Vikings, because your buddy Eric uh, was talking about how this is the spot where the Minnesota Vikings come in and show everyone what a successful season it has been. They're a six and a half point favorite on the road in Detroit. Are you buying into that narrative? Yeah, I mean, this is a spot where the Vikings can hang some banners, right? That's what mm-hmm. Eric would basically say. We got, you know, offensive rookie of the year potentially in 
you know, coming up here, Justin Jefferson, he could potentially get over that rookie receiving yardage uh, number as well. So um, I don't mind the Vikings at this point in time. I would be really surprised if we saw Matthew Stafford in this game. Obviously, that's going to affect some things. Um, so I do think that this is probably a spot where the Vikings are going to, you know, look at at their best for 2020 as they gear up for the offseason at this point in time. So I'm kind of with, uh, you know, Eric on this one. I don't know if I necessarily want to tease them out to four. I think they're at four right now. So um, I would probably just play them straight up, um, you know, on the spread at this point in time. So that's kind of the spot I would look for them at. But yeah, out of the games that basically aren't going to matter whatsoever, I do think that the Vikings are probably going to perform at their best from those teams that uh, are basically playing for pride at this point. All right. Take me to um, a game that matters then that uh, you want to talk let's about. Take, let's talk game that matters here. Um, we'll see. We can talk Sunday night football here. Can. Washington. At Eagles, I mean, it seems like we're getting some early, you know, flippage of the line movement. Mm-hmm. I think it opened up right around minus one for the Eagles, flip back basically on the Dwayne Haskins getting cut news. Some people are, <laughs> you know, giving credit to Taylor Heineke. I think it's more of a reflection that Alex Smith is probably yep. going to be involved here. Uh, are you going to be buying into Washington here on Sunday Night Football? Man, I <laughs> I struggle with this. I think if Alex Smith is the quarterback. I, I do have a little bit of concern. But then again, I look at Alex Smith and I look at – I mean, he is he is a guy that just cannot push the ball down the field. And he's not doing it certainly in his current state. T- Terry McLaurin is in a walking boot today. Now, I know sometimes right. that is an overreaction. They put people in a walking boot to make sure that you know things continue to heal. But I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not a great sign. And I just don't know if Washington has the type of weapons to take advantage of what is a really porous Eagles defense. Um, You know, if they don't have Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin can, but I don't know if anyone else is going to be able to. So I kind of want to lean Eagles playing the spoiler here. I think they'll be up for this game. Uh, They'll certainly be as motivated as you can be. I think those guys still really like Jalen Hurts. I just felt like their game plan against Dallas was awkward. I, I, it was yeah. very strange. I don't know why Jalen Hurts didn't get more designed runs. I don't know why um, they didn't leverage uh, Miles Sanders more. They had Jordan Howard on the field at times, which right. in the year of our Lord 2020 makes absolutely no sense. I mean, he, 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 every time he took a handoff, it was like he was going to make a sandwich before he hit the hole. It was a disaster. So I think they learned from some of their mistakes. I would lean uh eagles on the money line right now just uh, i just have a real hard time seeing the washington football team without their best player being able to beat um another team in a a must-win game yeah i definitely agree with you on that i mean basically there's not too many wide receiver options i know people bought into camp sims um look decent but yeah if logan thomas is out there getting basically you know eight plus targets i don't really think that spells too well for the washington offensive team so i'm kind of with you i do think that the eagles are definitely going to get up for this game um and you are getting that plus price on the money mm-hmm. line at this point in time so maybe uh that might be a viable play here on sunday night i do think they i do think the eagles are going to play well um so we'll see if basically you know comes down to how well alex smith can play and i don't know if i necessarily fully buy into him at this point either so yeah, we for, what we forgot last week is that the Eagles are are underdogs. That's how they're supposed to be. So as a favorite, Mm -hmm. wasn't meant to be in Dallas. Now they're an underdog again. It's the spot where they can play spoiler. They can hang a banner. They spoiled the Washington football team. (laughs) And in in many ways, hurt Dallas. I think, you know, Dallas, if Dallas beats New York, 
sending Dallas to the playoffs and thereby making their pick like 10 spots worse because of how bad the NFC East is, um, is really not, it's, uh, it's really hurting the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't think I would see it as them helping the Cowboys in that respect. Uh, let's talk about the Packers and the bears, which is a game that probably, um, could, you know, could have been considered a Sunday night option, but there's they need to put it at the same time as some of these other games in the NFC uh, so that there is reason for both these teams to play. Green Bay is playing for the one seed. They've got to win um, to make sure that a Seahawks win does not push them out of the one seed. And then the Bears are trying to win to make it into the playoffs. Bears are a five and a half point underdog at home. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean... I wish that the total was a little bit lower. I think if it was closer to like 46, 45 and a half, I'd feel pretty good about the Bears potentially covering here, um, losing maybe potentially as like a field goal favorite. 50.5, I feel like it's kind of just an egregious mm-hmm. number. So I'm looking more towards maybe the under at this point in time, but I would be more inclined to probably back the Bears, which I can't really believe I'm saying at this point in time. But I think they're kind of, you know, I think Mitchell Trubisky is at least going to turn some doubters around here a little bit. Uh, and okay. potentially get into the playoffs at answer some of the answer a little bit of the call. I don't think that's necessarily the correct approach for the Bears, but I do think I could see that definitely playing out. So I don't mind taking the points with them. Uh, five and a half. I think that's probably a pretty playable number from the Bears side. Are you going to get on board with that? Are you going to be thinking about the Packers man. here? I mean, man, 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 man. I, if you got a little Christmas cash, got a little uh, stocking stuffer, you want to go spend it on something good that can get you a nice little return on your investment. Go to pff.com, get yourself a PFF Elite subscription. The playoffs are coming, and that means two things. You need to bet on every single game, and you need to bet props on every single game. It's the way to do it. That means football's almost gone, so you need to get all of your football betting out of the way. The PFF Elite subscription is the perfect companion to that. And if you use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, you will get an ACTION PRO uh, subscription from Action Network for free for a whole year. That's a hundred dollar value for absolutely zero dollars. So you spend two hundred, you get three hundred dollars worth of products. It's an awesome deal. It's a great way to kick off the new year. So go to pff.com, get yourself a PFF Elite subscription promo code Action A C T I O N, and you get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription. But hurry, because this is only good through the Super Bowl on February 7th. So make it happen and enjoy. Mitchell Trubisky has played four of the worst teams in the NFL uh, over the past four games and has not graded well. I mean, he does not have a grade above 50, uh, sorry, above 65 in any of those games. PFF passing grade above 65 in any of those games. And when you look at it, it makes a ton of sense. Like, he's not making great throws down the football field. He has two big-time throws. He has six turnover-worthy plays. Like, that's really really bad. I mean, that's Carson Wentz-type territory there. And maybe we're in a situation where, look, if you watch that game against Jacksonville, he got lucky a couple of times. Um, But he also threw a terrible uh, red zone interception. Those are the types of plays that if you make against the Green Bay Packers, you know, you're going to be in bad shape. I guess this would be me fading the whole the Bears defense is something that can slow down the Packers offense. You know, right. I, I is that is that kind of where you're getting at? Or do you actually think Mitchell Trubisky can keep up with Aaron Rodgers 
Devontae Adams. I mean, this is the Aaron Rodgers MVP coronation, right? He, they have to play right. this game, so he's going to have to play well. If he plays, if he melts down in this game, then there's going to be, you know, the, the the Chiefs with the one seed on the other side. I could see him losing the MVP or at least losing some of the steam there. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I was thinking way, maybe more from like, um, I think we're going to get some line movement down kind of based on the narrative that you described. I think could also be not terrible weather, but we could see mm. some potential you know, issues on that side. That's kind of why I lean towards the under. Um, and from that regard, I do kind of think that we could maybe see it just a little bit closer game. But yeah, I don't really think it's going to be uh, Mitchell Trubisky out dueling Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. So I do think we'll probably see some, you know, aggressive play calling from the Bears side of things, you know, hopefully putting themselves in the best spot to potentially win and get into the playoffs. So that's kind of why I think they're, you know, going to be a little bit more desperate of a team and potentially cover, you know, a wider spread than what I would actually potentially put this at based on, you know, what we know heading into week 17 is kind of what I'm thinking about. All right. I can get on board with that. I can, I- yeah. I think you make some solid so I gotta points. ask you two I gotta ask you about two games on the AFC yes. side kind of it looks like we're gonna be widespreads matter to one team basically mm-hmm. Ravens at Bengals Jaguars at Colts I think we're gonna be up past 10 um, I don't know if we have an official number on the Colts at this point I think I saw it basically at minus 14 yeah, or something I, my, that's what and, I see. Yeah. Uh, plus 11 on the Ravens side so minus 11 for the Ravens is there is there a spot where you're getting on board with either of these two teams or do you think uh maybe the market is just overvaluing you know teams basically needing to win to get into the playoffs at this point yeah this is a very interesting one and I'd be curious I'll be curious to hear which one if either you are interested in if I had to pick one I do think that the Ravens over the Bengals is the one that I would choose and the reason for that is that I think the Bengals have, as we saw against the Giants, the ability to just destroy really bad teams right. and, and render them completely useless. And I think this line is a little depressed because of what the Bengals did against the Texans. The Texans absolutely suck. So right. um, I, I would lean towards taking the Bengals, especially because you're getting you know, 13 and 14, obviously. Um, and you don't have to deal with, you know, I mean, winning by a full two touchdowns. Also, Jacksonville has locked up the one, the first pick, right? So right. there's, you know, there's a little that that is kind of off the, you know, the monkey's back there. They don't have to worry about that. I don't think there'll be any, there won't be any players uh, being uh, rendered inactive because of a, an ownership decision, if you know what I mean. Right, exactly. That's kind of, you know, I actually agree Basically, with all of that, I would probably lay the points with Ravens. And I actually, I think maybe if we get up to 14 and a half, I could almost be talked into the Jaguars at this point. I feel like that's, I feel like I might be sick on Sunday saying that. But um, at this point in time, Monday, you know, Monday night right now, I could maybe be talked into the Jaguars at plus 14 and a half or something. So that's maybe a spot that I'm kind of looking at. Does it matter? So let's, I mean, I think Glennon right now (laughs) is slated to start, right? Right. I mean, I'm assuming so. I would, I would probably feel more comfortable with Gardner Minshew based on nothing I mean, whatsoever. I was going to say, this that. is the week one matchup, right? And right, right. we all felt great about Gardner Minshew. After. You know, so like, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I didn't even consider that really. But what we saw from the Colts team against the Steelers is they really, they, they did not, they played to try and kind of keep the lead. And Rivers yeah. talked about this. He was like, I didn't feel like we tried to keep running it up. But I don't really know that they can. You know, I don't know that right. that's really their style. So, 
Um, yeah, 14 is a huge number. That's a massive number. And the Colts are a good team, but in my opinion, they're far from great. Right. And I think we've been saying that basically all yep. year. And it's been, we've been, you know, right basically over the last four or five weeks, they've kind of been exposed. The Steelers have obviously been exposed. So I think the teams that we've labeled as being somewhat fraudulent um, are definitely you know, baked into the market at this point in time. But I do still think there's probably something there with these teams that absolutely have to win where the other side's basically just playing for pride. And I think they're getting just a little bit priced up in week 17. And with, you know, not too many betting options coming up, I do think maybe if you're looking at, you know, trying to get some game bets, and I think those might be some of the better spots that you can get on. Or, you know, you can talk about the player props tool for PFF and probably just find some massive value here uh, for the Sunday slate as well. That's where my head's at. Are there any other right. games that you wanted to hit quickly before we get out of here? Yeah, not too yeah, much, honestly, at this tough. point. So it's it is dicey out there. So it's it's a struggle. Um, let's go to Prize Picks then. Prizepicks.com. It's a spot where you. It's about as easy as you will find out there in the in the dark, the darkness of the web when it comes to DFS and player props. It's super simple. You pick anywhere from two to five players. You decide whether they're going to go over or under their fantasy projection. Then depending on how bold you get, two, three, four, or five players, you get paid out. A multiplier of what you put down um i say this as i'm watching cole beasley catch passes and it's it's very oh you know it's big. it was a five yard it's not too big not not too big of a deal um let's oh my goodness stefan Diggs. he's just crushing it deep breaths deep breaths okay let's take a look here um we've got a couple of we're going to go over some quarterbacks here for the sunday slate that um they've got up and we'll why don't we each pick one and that'll allow people to then um move off of those and, and add a couple players if they want uh i will start with um your boy kirk cousins 20 fantasy points is his projection i am gonna go over i think they light it up he has a classic kirk game to end the season uh get people really excited for next season and what he's gonna do in minnesota yeah, I mean, he basically took the words right out of my mouth. I do think it's kind of interesting that we are seeing Chase Daniels uh, protected to be the starter for Detroit. Um, obviously, it's kind of tough to bait that one in at this point in time. But I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards, um, you know, a, I I kind of want to fade Brandon Allen. I do, do know he obviously had a really good performance, especially from a DFS perspective last week. Uh, but 15 fantasy points against the Baltimore Ravens defense when they absolutely have to win, I think it's just a little bit too high. Uh, at this point in time. So I do think going under 15.0 fantasy points for Brandon Allen is probably the correct approach here, uh, locking it in for Sunday. So we'll see. Price Picks is a great site, though. You got to get on board with it. I mean, it is um, a lot of options coming up here for fantasy players that are no longer, you know, participating in fantasy. So it's it's too easy and it's a lot of fun. So go ahead, check it out, pricepicks.com. Ben, we, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find a way next week given the fact that there will be playoff games to still bring the juice, even though there right. won't be Monday night football going on. I promise.